everyone. Welcome to another episode of Away to Heal Utah. I'm your host, Dave Meekham, and it's my pleasure to welcome back in for this episode, Laura Holtrup-Cole from the HEAL program at the Department of Health and Human Services in the state of Utah. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. I wanted to have you back because we promised everybody that we would have a little cholesterol chat. February's heart month, and we got together and chatted about that recently. And cholesterol is such a big part of that, but we didn't cover it in that previous episode. So let's maybe chat a little bit about that today. And I think a really good place to start when we're talking about cholesterol is what is it? We know there's a couple different kinds. Can you just give us a brief description of what cholesterol is and what role it plays in our health? Yes. And I think we mentioned on the last episode how there's dietary cholesterol and then there's the cholesterol that's swimming around in our blood. It is important to make that distinction because those are two separate things. So let's start with the cholesterol that's in our blood and in our bodies. And cholesterol is found, is an important part of all animals, I guess, functioning and physiology. And that's a fancy way to say it's found in our cell membranes. So every single cell has cholesterol in the membrane of the cell to give it structure. Okay. And that's a good thing. And cholesterol also is important in hormones. So it's not just here for no reason. But then we have these types of cholesterol in our blood that um, carry cholesterol and fats. We usually hear of good cholesterol and bad cholesterol. Yes. What we call the bad cholesterol is LDL which stands for low-density lipoprotein, which if I was teaching a class, I'd say, you don't have to remember that. Just remember LDL. And LDL brings cholesterol from the liver and then disperses it to different parts of the body that need it. But the problem is when there's too much cholesterol in our blood, that LDL is just kind of bringing it, there's too much of it, like bringing it out to our body and ultimately causing harm, which I can get to in a second. And then HDL, we can think of as the good guy who's like cleaning up LDL's mess. So the HDL is like picking excess cholesterol from our blood all over our body and bringing it back to the liver. I've never heard it quite that way. I like it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of, I like that. I I actually, when I say that, I picture these little guys with wheelbarrows. So just, yeah. Little guys who work in your body. I like it. Yep. Yep. But the the issue why we don't want too much cholesterol swimming around in our blood is because LDL is more likely to get oxidized. And then it starts this whole process in our blood vessels that is caused by inflammation. And the LDL can get oxidized, which basically damages it, which makes it kind of sticky, which then can really harm our blood vessels. And it can start, the LDL can start basically building up in the walls of our blood vessels, which then narrows them. It also makes them more stiff, which is atherosclerosis, which then makes blood clots more likely and blockages more likely. And if that happens in your heart, that can give you a heart attack. If it happens in your brain, it can give you a stroke. And just overall, it's it's not good for our cardiovascular health. Yeah, that's what leads to things like bypass. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, that's perfect. Now that we understand we've got these two different types of cholesterol and they need to be in balance, right? We're going to get right back to those things that help us do that and help keep cholesterol in balance and at the right levels. And we're going to zoom right back to diet and exercise, aren't we? That is right. How'd you guess, Dave? I just just heard it from you maybe once or twice. Yes, yes. 
And so if you dive into the research or just articles about heart health, you'll hear about lowering your LDL, but raising your HDL because you do want your HDL up at a certain level and your LDL down below a certain level. I always remember that is L for low and H for high. And you want the high, you you don't want the low. Oh, that's good. Yes, that's perfect. (laughs) Yep. Yes. So diet and exercise and diet has so much influence on the cholesterol that's in your body and the amounts and types of cholesterol, which is so cool. We have a good amount of control over that. So the two things you want to reduce and avoid to make your LDL low and your HDL high is you want to limit your saturated fat intake. And we've talked about that, but saturated fat is the solid fats found in animal products. Right. So butter and so forth. Yep. Butter, cream. Yeah. That fatty steak. And then you also want to reduce This one is maybe less common that we think of, but refined flours and added sugars. So the unhealthy carbs, really. Processed carbs, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. So refined, I guess, by definition is processed carbs. So things like white bread and your sweets and your sodas. And those can really increase your triglycerides, which are another type of fat that's found in your blood. It's a way that fat moves around in your body. And it can increase your risk of heart disease as well. And we always see the heart healthy foods in the store with a little heart marker on it. And in fact, we put a post up on our Facebook page on this. But when we see that heart symbol on our foods, these are foods that are good for us. It's primarily directed at cholesterol. Is that right? Yep. That's a certification kind of check that's put out by the American Heart Association. Any food that has that on there needs to fit a certain criteria of health and specifically heart health. So it has to be lower in added sugars. It has to be low in saturated fat. And then it it needs to be a source of fiber as well. So we can expect to see that particularly on whole grain foods. Correct. Yep. When my mind, when I think of that, my mind goes to the front of a Cheerios box. Yes. Um, Yes. You know, it's kind of boring, but it's so good. And Cheerios, you know, are a very staple example of soluble fiber. And soluble fiber is, is so cool because it can reduce the total amount of cholesterol in your body. Because when you eat it in your gut, it binds to bile, which helps us in our digestive system to digest fat. But when we eat soluble fiber, it binds to bile and then we excrete it out. And so basically it's a way to flush out cholesterol from our body. Right. And that's just the case with oats in general. Oats are famous for this quality and this aspect they contribute to your health and diet. Totally. And it's a tough sell sometimes. If you've ever made an oats, Dave, I'm sure you have. And there's like that kind of weird gelatinous stuff that can happen. (laughs) But that's why we love oatmeal. That's soluble fiber. Yeah. It's great. This is kind of weird, but this is what's helping our heart health. Stir it in and then you don't have to think about it too much. But but also, I'm like a huge fan of oatmeal. And I hope everyone gives it another chance if you're a little skeptical, because it doesn't have to be that mushy, bland, plain oatmeal. Oatmeal is great. And you can eat it in a lot of ways. Now, some ways, maybe not the oatmeal cookies, probably not ideal. But if you make your own bread, you can put oats in there. I've done that a lot of times. That's a great way to do it. You know, you make your bread with whole grain wheat or spelt or whatever it is you, you're making your bread with and throw some oats in there. There's a lot of ways you can get oats. Yep, definitely. And and we don't want to forget like whole wheat flour that, that you use, Dave, is also a good source of soluble fiber. Right. 
um, right. and insoluble fiber. But yeah, oats are pretty easy to add to things. And and I wouldn't say oatmeal cookies are healthy, but they still have some soluble fiber. So <laughs> so there's there's that um, positive. positive <laughs> Good, because I love oatmeal cookies. <laughs> <laughs> add some raisins, also high in soluble fiber. Um, and there are a lot of foods that are high in the good fat, right? Another one that we've mentioned before is avocado. I love avocado. Definitely. Yep. So if you think about fiber as a way to kind of clean out the excess cholesterol, the other side of it is consuming healthy fats. And so avocado is an example of a monounsaturated fat, which is a term that describes its chemical structure. So it's bent in one place and that it, it's just very heart healthy. And so they can be so tasty. We call them mufas for short, and they can decrease LDL and they can increase HDL. What are some other examples of foods that are similar nutritionally to avocados and have that good fat? Yeah, so other foods that specifically have mufas would be olive oil. You could probably come up with a list, Dave, because you've heard of this. Everyone's, you know, <laughs> avocados, olive oil, nuts and seeds. Oh, I love nuts. Yeah, peanut seeds. butter. One that might surprise some of our listeners is canola oil. Canola oil is very high in monounsaturated fat. It's very heart healthy, but it's kind of in the media been demonized as a processed oil and so terrible. But it is not. Canola oil is heart healthy. And I think a lot of people see canola oil and vegetable oil as essentially the same thing, but that's not really true, is it? It is not. Good point. Yep. They're both heart healthy, but we tend to not get enough MUFAs, which is found in canola oil. Vegetable oil, if you look at the label, I haven't found one that's not soybean oil. It says vegetable oil and it by vegetable oil, it means soybean oil, which isn't unhealthy. It just has a lot of polyunsaturated fats which are okay, but we just don't get enough of the monounsaturated fats and we tend to get a lot of poly in our diet. So I always just buy olive oil and canola oil and don't think about it. Okay. Our time is drawing to a close here, but I have a couple more questions I want to ask. Eggs. Eggs have had a good rap and a bad rap over the years. I think safe to say in some ways, a little controversial, especially when it comes to cholesterol. Give us the lowdown on eggs. Yeah, there's there's fights over eggs, right? Right. Uh, not yeah. <laughs> right now we can't afford them, so it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> I know they used to be such a cheap, healthy protein source, and now they're they're not cheap. I think about I'm like, oh, here's a dollar going into the pan. Uh, <laughs> but <happening>. anyway, <laughs> they are nutrient dense. They have a lot of vitamins and minerals. They're high in choline, which is so important for maternal health and the development of baby. But in the yolks is a lot of cholesterol. I think it's over half of the amount of cholesterol that is recommended in a day. But I say that because that recommendation is actually a little outdated. There's now no limit on the amount of dietary cholesterol that we eat, which is different from the cholesterol in our blood. Okay. So that's why eggs are now considered good and healthy because they're high in cholesterol, but we know cholesterol doesn't affect our LDL and HDL nearly as much as what we're eating in terms of saturated fat and added sugar. Okay. So don't be afraid of eggs. If enjoy you your eggs. can afford them, <laughs> enjoy your eggs, right? Enjoy your eggs. Enjoy your yolks. <laughs> yep. And then just to kind of bring this full circle really quickly, can you tell us how 
exercise impacts the cholesterol balance in our bodies? Yeah, definitely. So exercise increases our HDL. And by the way, increasing HDL can be kind of tricky. MUFAs do that and omega-3s can also do it, but exercise is actually much more effective. And then also exercise reduces our LDL. So have your avocado and go out for a run. Exactly. There you go. There you go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned as we were getting ready to record And this made me laugh, so I have to bring it out at least, that you, in your experience, have exchanged some foods to help improve your health. And my favorite was the Cheez-Its for oranges. Oh, yeah. No, (laughs) this could be a pop quiz for listeners. Why would we exchange Cheez-Its for oranges? It's a really tough sell. But (laughs) Cheez-Its are made with refined flour, so they're not heart healthy, whereas oranges are also orange. Not so crispy or salty, but um, they're a good source of soluble fiber. So that's a good swap when you're thinking about heart health. You can make those swaps. And that's why that's why we hear about, oh, instead of steak, have salmon, because that's a better source of healthy fats. Or instead of cooking with butter all the time, cook with olive oil or canola oil. There you go. So just look for opportunities to exchange bad for good in your diet. And I'll take salmon over steak any day. So I love that. Laura, thank you for being here today. This has been great. And you've helped me understand cholesterol better. And I hope that everybody listening has got a little bit better understanding of cholesterol and what it does and why it's important and how we can get that into balance in our body and be a little healthier with our hearts. So thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for letting me talk so much. (laughs) We love listening to you. And thank you for being here with us for this episode of Way to Heal Utah. We'll see you next time. 